If you're an entrepreneur in BC, sign up for Canada's Trade Accelerator Program and extend your company's global reach. We help you scale up, develop, and activate an export plan designed to grow your full export potential. The Trade Accelerator Program gives BC-based businesses the training and support needed to become a successful exporter. Go to www.wtcvancouver.ca slash tap and find out more. Welcome to Canada's podcast. Hello, this is Robert Smigel with Canada's podcast, where we talk to the entrepreneurs who are making it happen here in British Columbia, Canada. Today's guest is Kelsey Kerrigan. She is a mother of two boys and was diagnosed with stage three breast cancer in 2018 at the age of 32 years old. Kelsey decided to make breast cancer the best thing that ever happened to her and started sharing her breast cancer journey online, where she realized there was a lack of relatable and real content available for people going through the same thing. She also started asking people to complete random acts of kindness and to tag her so she could see how much good could come from a negative situation, which helped her to get her through her lowest points. Kelsey is now in remission and is using her voice and her knowledge to empower and uplift others going through similar experiences with her platform, Vibrant Yogi. Well, Kelsey, welcome to the show. Thanks for taking the time today to be here for all our listeners. Uh, thank you so much for having me, Robert. I'm really happy to be here. Great. Okay. I want you to tell us a little bit more about yourself and give us the details on your current business, Vibrant Yogi. Sure, sure, sure. So you hit the nail on the head with, a, with the intro there. Uh, 2018, I was diagnosed with breast cancer and just went through a whirlwind. And fast forward to 2020, uh, March, when the world shut down from COVID. And I just saw so many parallels between what I had gone through with cancer and what people were going through with everything being shut down and being in quarantine. So I decided I had this unique opportunity to be able to give back to the people who helped me when I was at my lower points. And so we started moving every day. I did 60 days of free live yoga every morning, 10 a.m. for people. And it really just gave us a sense of purpose, got our bodies moving, gave us some routine in a time where we had none. And so... COVID kind of the, the restrictions started to lift. And so I was going to shut everything down. And all of a sudden, my inbox was flooded with requests of people wanting to continue moving together. So that was where Vibrant Yogi was born. We turned it into a membership platform. So it's a monthly subscription or you can purchase an annual membership. And uh, we really, really tried to keep the foundations on giving back and on kindness. And so for every month that is purchased, we donate a month to a woman going through breast cancer. Awesome. That is Vibrant Yogi in a nutshell. <laughs> okay. Now, did you need financing to start your company? And how do you currently make money in the business now? So I've been fortunate enough that I haven't needed financing up until this point. The growth has been quite consistent and quite steady. Uh, and we've scaled as we've gone. Um, I make money now through, we sell merchandise, Vibrant Yogi merchandise, yoga mats, and through our monthly membership. Okay, good. Now, I want you to give me a key piece of knowledge or information about your industries 
so our listeners can learn from them. This could be from yoga. What is it? Done, what has it done for you? What has it done for other people? Or just health in general? As you know, entrepreneurs live a pretty stressful life, and I think that uh, uh, yoga is a great outlet for them to really connect with themselves again. So maybe the health aspect is there something that you've learned along your way, uh, maybe from your customers or uh, in the industry in general. I think from my own experience, uh, I truly feel that yoga saved my life Uh, because I was health conscious before I was sick. When I did get sick and when I was going through chemo, I still had these tools in my tool belt that I could revert to. And so as I've gotten healthier and as, you know, time has gone by, I have reverted more and more to my yoga because especially when you're building a business, the it's very easy to put yourself last and to you know get get caught up in the hustle and bustle of chasing the sales so um setting that time aside for yourself uh now more than ever i think is just so so important okay what is the long-term vision and what will your company look like in the future do you see the company expanding into other areas and where beyond vancouver bc or even canada I hope eventually that we are global. We do have some some members who are overseas, which is really exciting. Uh, but I, eventually I see us developing more into a self-care hub, not necessarily just yoga, but general wellness, nutrition. Um, and at the same time, I see us really, really growing uh, in spreading awareness about young cancer as well. So helping, helping women who are fighting their own battles as well. Okay. Let's talk a little bit about doing business in British Columbia and what does that look like for you? What are the biggest benefits for you in being an entrepreneur here in Vancouver, BC? I want you to give us some of the good points about starting a company here, but I also want you to give us some of the challenges that you've had mm. so our listeners can keep an eye on that. Sure. So I think that... Starting a business in Vancouver is its a great place to start, especially as a young female. I think there are some really heavy hitters uh, in BC, like you've got Shaughnessy, Jillian Harris, all these phenomenal brands that have started locally here. And so it's, it's really inspiring to see other women doing what you're looking to try and do. Uh, I also like there, we also have small business BC and that for me as a starting point was so helpful. I had no idea how to get a GST number, how to register my business, all of those kind of boring parts about being an entrepreneur. Um, I, I had no idea where to start. So that was a really helpful resource that is here in BC. Negatives about starting a business in Vancouver. Well, I think that if you've got a brick and mortar store, obviously the cost of living here is it's through the roof. So your rent can be a nightmare if you do have that. If you're an online business like me, I think that the hardest challenge of having a, a business in Vancouver is that it is a distracting city. There is so much to do here in the winter, in the summer. And so, you know, going out to the mountain or going out to the ocean, there's so many things that can kind of take your eye off the prize. So that that is what I would say is the biggest challenge, but starting a business in BC. Okay. I want you to imagine you were just moving here to Vancouver for the first time. If you were to start all over again and you just moved here to Vancouver, BC, but this time you don't know anyone, knowing what you know now, what would you do and how would you go about starting all over again as an entrepreneur? Oh, gosh. 
I honestly, I don't think I would change a whole lot because even where I've fumbled and where things haven't gone as smoothly, that's where I, I learned my greatest lessons. So I, you know, maybe I would connect a little bit more a little bit earlier instead of trying to do things all completely on my own. Uh, but yeah, like I said, I think my mistakes have really helped me get to where I am now. And I'd probably make them in the future if I didn't make them before. So. <laughs> okay. So you'd stick to what you learned and you do it all over again, just the way you did. I think so. Yeah, I think so. Even the unpretty parts. <laughs> yeah. We, I find talking to a lot of people that networking is a big thing. Uh, and yeah. getting out like to small business BC and things like that and uh, mm -hmm. events. So uh, that's one of the things that sticks out for, for a lot of entrepreneurs. Let's talk about your morning routine. What does the first hour look like for you when you get up in the morning? Do you have a specific routine or a ritual that helps you get motivated to start your day? I wish that I could sit here and tell you that I had no screen time and that I meditated and that my mornings were peaceful. I am a mom of two young boys and my mornings are chaos, like sheer chaos. And I think a lot of the time entrepreneurs will kind of glamorize their morning routine. And sometimes it's just not that pretty. Like we get up, I get my kids fed and I get them to school. And then um, I usually will teach a class first thing in the morning. And that's when I kind of settle down into my routine. Uh, the beautiful part about being an entrepreneur and about being a mother is that there's that flexibility, right? So my morning routine happens on my time when I'm ready for it. And it's nobody else's morning, but it's my morning. So yeah, that's kind of, that's kind of the start to my day. If we get pants on in the day, it's, it's like a big win in my world. <laughs> Especially these days. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Right? <laughs> okay. Do you think entrepreneurs have to be weird or unique in a positive way or, or wired differently? Oh gosh, yes. It is not an easy road to travel for sure. I think that so often, you know, we've got these visions and these ideas that people just can't understand. And the people around us think sometimes that we are bonkers, like we're crazy. And to be able to have that perseverance and to continue to chase your dream, even when nobody understands it, it's, it's not an easy path to walk. So a hundred percent. I think that entrepreneurs are wired differently. Okay. Let's talk about uh, books you're reading. What books are you reading now and why, or even audio books, including podcasts. And can you recommend any books or lists for our listeners who are also aspiring entrepreneurs? Sure. Yeah. Uh, plus I've got my undergrad in psych. And so I, I absolutely love human behavior and understanding why people the work work the way that they do. So Self-help books are kind of kind of a self-help junkie. Um, so I really like Rachel Hollis. I think that her books are really interesting. Um, Marie Forleo has a book, Everything is Figureoutable. I think that that is just such a fascinating concept, especially for entrepreneurs when we don't necessarily know the how of what we want to happen. So that book was really good for me. Um, Glennon Doyle has a book called Untamed, and I think that that's, a really good read for women in business. And then I also really like stories about personal triumph. So Rich Roll has written a book called Finding Ultra, and it's about him running marathons and overcoming personal challenges. And so, um, yeah, he, that story of his is probably one of my absolute favorites. 
Canada's Trade Accelerator Program is presented by the World Trade Centre Vancouver. It provides entrepreneurs access to Canada's top exporting advisors, resources, and contacts, and gives the ongoing training needed to become a successful export trader. Go to www.wtcvancouver.ca slash tap and find out more. Any online or offline tools that you like to use? I mean, beyond the yoga mat. (laughs) Well, online tools, I have, like, if I didn't have online tools, I would not have a business. So Zoom uh, is is huge for me. That's how I teach my classes. That's how I connect with people. Uh, We do have live classes, so they're interactive. So Zoom has been amazing for me. Uh, I also use a platform called Kajabi. And that is where I host all my videos. That is where people go to log in to connect to my videos. So those are probably my two big ones. Uh, I use Planoly and Canva. And so that helps me with my social media. I'll, I'll make my posts in Canva and then I'll move them over to Planoly and schedule them. And then we also have a, an online store. So I use Shopify and that is integrated with my Kajabi account. And then obviously my payment system, Stripe and PayPal. So those are kind of, I would say my heavy hitters when it comes to online tools. Um, and then you asked offline tools, yes? Yeah. So offline tools, I mean, this is kind of my holy grail right here. Um, ah, the old notebook and pen still lives. Man, I try <laughs> to do it online. I've tried. And there's just something so satisfying about checking something off of a handwritten list. Yeah. So, yeah. So this planner, I don't even know. It's called the Legend Planner. I like it because it's got... Um, you can set up your goals for the month. You can, there's a, a point where you can reflect on your month if you've hit your target, if you haven't. Um, so that is uh, super, super valuable for me. I also think probably one of the biggest tools that I've, I've started using recently, I have a goal jar that I keep on my desk. And um, beside me is my vision board in my office. And so I, I see these, these goals that I have every single day. And when I complete a goal, it goes into my goal jar. And so that sits with me every day. I think as entrepreneurs, a lot of the time we're so busy chasing that next goal that we don't, we don't sit and we don't celebrate the goals that we've achieved. So that goal jar on my desk is my constant reminder of the things that I have achieved so far. And I try so hard not to forget them and not to be appreciative of where I've come. So that's probably okay. my biggest, my favorite one. Good. You touched on something earlier, uh, BC, British Columbia distraction. So let's talk a little bit about that. Uh-huh. <laughs> how do you balance work and how do you relax and not think about work? And what uh, are your favorite activities to do here in BC? Do you ski, do you bike, kayak, golf, hike, or simply go for a drive? So I have two small boys, like I mentioned, and they are crazy into hockey. My husband also has a hockey development school. So in the winter, it is heads down. That is what we are doing. Uh, come summertime, I, I love sunshine. I love to be outside. You can see painting behind me. This is Cultus Lake, and uh, that is where that's my hidden gem. That's where I, I almost, I almost said charge. Bunsen Lake. I almost said Bunsen Lake, but you got Close. me. Close. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, when I'm there, stand up paddle boarding is probably one of my favorite things to do. It's just so nice to be 
I mean, like there's no cell reception. There's, you know, there's no distractions. It's just you and the water. Uh, We'll kayak, we'll bike ride. We'll kind of do all the, all the Vancouver outdoorsy things. And yeah, I love, I love Culture Flake. That's probably my favorite thing. Cool. If you were doing what you do now, what would you like to do for for a profession? (laughs) It's funny you ask that because I think that I was, I I wasn't a profession that was kind of just, I fell into and cancer opened up my eyes in a way that I just feel so grateful because now I am doing exactly to the, to having this conversation with you. I'm I'm doing exactly what I want to be doing. Um, It taught me that we only get one opportunity and I'm not going to, I'm not going to waste a second that I have here doing something that doesn't align with my soul and isn't intentional in how I want to be on this earth. So I'm doing exactly what I want to be doing, Robert. What kind of job would you not like to do? Couldn't do it. I was afraid you might ask a question like this. Um, So I came from the restaurant industry. I left the restaurant industry and I will never go back to the restaurant industry. Um, I think, I think it takes a special kind of person to be in that industry. You work the longest hours, you put up with the most crap and you get the littlest rewards. So for me, loved it when it was, when I was in it, but I would never go back to it. In business, what is your favorite word, quote, or sentence that you like to use? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I really like... I think it was Brene Brown who said it. Um, it's something along the, the lines of one day, um, the story of how you overcame your challenges will be someone else's survival guide. And I really love that because, you know, it gives you the power back when you're going through challenging times, whether it's with business, whether it's with health, and shows that you can take your challenges and help someone else along the way. So I think that's probably my favorite one. You kind of described one of the components for Canada's podcast where we want to share ideas and advice and challenges and how we overcame them. So uh, awesome on brand. What's your least favorite word or sentence you do not like to hear? Uh, I don't like it when people say you should do things a particular way. You should do it like this. You shouldn't do it like this. Um, I think when people are narrow-minded, it it just limits what we can do. So when someone tells you sh- you should do things a particular way, I say knock them out of the park and and find find your own creative way to to get through that barrier. Okay, if you had to pick one or two words to describe yourself, what would it be and why? I would say that. Um, pre-cancer was not like this, but post-cancer, um, adaptable. I think that to be an entrepreneur, especially if you are not adaptable, (laughs) you're, you're dead before you start. Uh, the landscape is constantly, constantly changing. And even if I ran my business today, how I ran it a year ago, I'd be hooped, right? You've constantly got to be evolving and changing, And it makes your job a lot easier if you're able to kind of go with that flow. Um, Another word I think that describes me, I would hope compassionate. I I think that being able to connect with people and to hear their stories and to see people for who they truly are is such a valuable gift. And, And especially this day and age where we're all really lacking that physical connection. I think having compassion for 
people and their circumstances and what we can't necessarily see behind the person is so, so important. Anything keeping you up at night besides the kids? (laughs) I mean, I'd love to sit here and pretend that getting sick again doesn't weigh on my heart. I think that anyone who's gone through major illness, that's kind of something that, that lingers in the back of your mind. So I would say that that's one thing, but usually if I'm stuck up at night, it's because I've got a new idea or I'm excited about something and I've got all this craziness happening in my head and I can't get it out. So yeah, if that happens, I'm usually downstairs. My husband will come downstairs and put on some coffee for me at three in the morning and he'll see me just journaling and writing and trying to get all of that craziness that I'm sure you've probably had a million times. Is that, trying, is that when, is that when the notebook comes in handy? Is that where the notebook comes 100%. in handy? Right there? <laughs> I noticed that it hasn't left your side in this whole interview. I told you if this, if I ever lose this thing, I'm hooped. I won't, I won't know up from down if I don't have this thing. So. <laughs> okay. I want you to give us the top three things on your inspired life list. Uh, that could be philanthropy. If you want to travel more, write a book, um, other businesses, anything like that? I think that for me, my number one goal is to continue chasing um, health and to try to do, give myself the best chance that I can to be here. I think if we don't have our health, nothing else matters. So that is always will be my number one goal. Uh, other than that, I think that I'd like to really try to continue to open doors and give hope to women who are going through breast cancer. It can be a very, very lonely spot. And so I just, I want people to see that it doesn't have to be a death sentence, that we can still smile, even if we're sick. And I, my goal long, long term is to try to give away 100,000 free memberships to women battling cancer. So we're slowly, slowly making our way there. <laughs> and, th- and this could be obviously women around the world. Of course. Right? Of yeah. course. Yeah. Okay. Do you have any advice that you may have received that you can pass on to entrepreneurs throughout Canada? I think that the best piece of advice that I've gotten has been not to worry about what other people are doing. It's really easy to get distracted or to feel that you're not doing enough if you're constantly comparing yourself to other people who've maybe been in the business for 10 years longer than you, right? They're Their journey is not your journey, and that can be in business, that can be in health, that can be applied right across the board. So I think just just to stay in your own lane, not to worry about what other people are doing, and to keep your eyes on the prize. Awesome. And find your passion, obviously. Heck yeah. Yeah. Okay. Kelsey, are you ready to have some fun? I think so. Okay. Well, as you know, you lead a very busy life between the kids, husband, and, of course, the business. But we're going to take you away from all that. There's a small tropical island just off of Fiji that only has one phone booth there. There is no internet. This place does exist. We're going to drop you off there. You won't have a computer or a smartphone or a tablet. You can use the phone booth located there anytime to call the boat, and we'll come pick you up. How long would you last before you made that call, and what would you do while you were there? 
Oh my gosh, I'd smash that phone booth. I would not, I would never call. I'd be like, leave me here. I am in my glory. Just let me. No, we're talking no internet here. There's no internet. Oh gosh, that's fine. I'd be, I'd be good. I'd do yoga on the beach. I'd drink my coconut water. Are my kids there or, and my husband? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There? yeah you, can, you can have whoever yeah. you want. There's just no internet. Man, I, I'd break that phone booth. I would stay there as long as I could. Okay, you so heal me off that island. <laughs> so, that, so we're going to be out on that boat for a while. By the sounds of it, yep. Okay. Yep. Let's wrap things up. How can our listeners get hold of you? And is there anything you would like to add before you leave us today? Yeah, definitely. Um, our your listeners can get a hold of me. I'm I'm quite active on Instagram. So vibrant yogi is where we've got lots of stories. We share lots of wins within our community. Uh, I'm also on Facebook. They can also find my website. So www.vibrantyogi.ca. And we actually have a special gift for your listeners. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. So anybody who, I know that entrepreneurs were notorious for kind of putting self-care last. And I know how busy we all are. So I wanted to gift uh, a one-week free membership to Vibrant Yogi All Access, so to all of our classes. So basically, if you go vibrantyogi.ca slash Canada's podcast, then you can activate your your membership there. Awesome. Well, I hope uh, a lot of entrepreneurs take advantage of that because I imagine it would be much needed during these times when everyone's at home and needs to exercise, especially with spring and summer coming, right? You want to start getting those muscles going again. So um, for sure, encourage everyone to take advantage of that. Okay. Awesome. So thank you for coming on the show today. I've learned a lot about you and I'm sure our listeners have as well. Thank you so much for having me. I really, really appreciate it. Okay. Okay. Kelsey, we'll see you next time. For BC entrepreneurs, Canada's Trade Accelerator Program has been successfully operated by the World Trade Center Vancouver since 2017. The Trade Accelerator Program gives BC-based businesses the training and support needed to become a successful exporter. Go to www.wtcvancouver.ca slash tap and find out more.